0: And welcome to Dr. Annette West Speaks Podcast. I'm excited on today to come and share with you. I'll be presenting from another topic given from a a listener. And it's on the concern of the silent cry the silent cry and the silent cry is also the silent crime. Last month, the month of October, there were a couple of things that were going on. One was cancer awareness, a lot of things going forward on that, but it was also domestic um, violence abuse month, where it was recognized. And so there was a lot of stuff going going forward on both of those uh, topics and concerns. But I don't want us to think about the silent crime, domestic uh, violence, as something that's only talked about one month of the year. This is a a significant concern in in our country. Um, Statistically, one in four women will uh, experience domestic violence at some point in their lifetime, one in four. There are 12,000 victims that need help, but their requests go unanswered. And this is per day, per day. They're asking for help, but they're not receiving it. Think about this. Three in four Americans know someone who's experienced domestic violence. And then, on top of all of this, there are three million plus children that witness domestic violence in their families. This is a significant concern for us as a country for us as families, that we need to find ways to help this cause and find ways to help people that are going through. And so this topic, the silent crime, is widespread. Research has shown that battering is a leading cause of injury. To women in the United States this is above rapes muggings and even traffic accidents the Bureau of Justice National Crime Survey reported that a woman is battered in her home every 15 seconds often these spouses are left with no economic support no educational support um, There may be some racial dynamics with what's going on. There may be some religious boundaries um, um, that they are dealing with. It doesn't occur in only certain types of families. It occurs in all types of families. Women abused can be homemakers, they can be doctors, they can be teachers, they can be daycare workers, nurses, secretaries. Bankers, whatever. They can be married to the businessman. They could be married to a president. They could be married to the janitor, a factory worker. It does not matter. Abuse has a cycle. I know I, I've never been in an abusive relationship. But I know many people who have, and I have counseled many people who have. But there's typically a cycle that occurs in this dynamic. It's the tension building fret fre- phase, tension building phase, and this is a time when the this the female will try to avoid the spouse. They will try to keep everything in order. Because there's a lot of tension around. They don't want to do anything to uh, trigger an explosive um, outburst from the person. And so this person who is fearful, who becomes anxious because they don't know what's going to happen. They have limited control in their relationships. The, 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 The spouse learns how to... Um, not show any anger. The spouse may begin to say, "Oh my God, what did I what did I do to get them upset?" Because the person always says, "Because you didn't do this, that's why I act this way." Because you know, I, I go to work every day and I deal with people, and I come home and I got to deal with this, and and they'll take it out on that person. So that person is in the tension building phase, and it, they are feeling helpless is what they are feeling. But then comes the acute battering or the abusive phase. And this is where the, um, where the person might have been building up and saying things. Now they are actually um, harsher with their words. They are physically attacking the person. And although the person would say it was triggered by something, it's never triggered by the same thing. So consider um, you're sitting outside and you're, um, you're just relaxing. The sun is out. You're enjoying the day. And just out of the blue, bam, a thunderstorm hits. But you didn't see it coming. It just out of the blue. That's what happens in these relationships, in these marriages. That person is trying to have a little bit of calm, a little bit of peace, but they don't know when the storm is going to hit. And so initially, when um, a person finds themselves in an abusive relationship, they're usually shocked. Uh, They have disbelief. It's very difficult for them to come to grips what has happened to them. Um, They may um, experience relief and rage that the that the assault is over. So it's like it's happening. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. I made it through. The person may after this assault need medical attention. They may report the person that abused them, their spouse or who they're dating, but most of the time they don't. Usually that person remains silent. This gives the person a license to continue on with that type of actions towards the person. Then we have the, the calm and the dependence stage. After the person does such a cruel act, attacks the person, they then step away and then they come back and they are remorseful and they say, I'll never do this again. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I act this way. I think I act this way because my dad acted this way or or they give all kinds of excuses. They make all kinds of promises never to do it again. And the spouse, the person they're with, they're they just excited to be given some attention. Because listen, when you're with someone, and when you're when 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 you're with your spouse, you want to believe that that person really loves you. You want to believe that that person is sincere. So often, what happens is the person that is being abused will overrate. They will overrate the genuineness. Of this remorse. So even if the person had gone to court. um, At this point. Since the person says they won't do it again. They'll drop the charges. They won't follow through with anything. They'll stay with them. And it may last for a while. But most of the time. It continues on. So the cycle. Will repeat itself. And what we have to realize. Is that whether it's subtle or whether it is blatant, whether it is emotional, whether it is physical. Think about it. Abuse pierces the body. It tears at the soul of a woman. It makes their minds go haywire. It stresses them out. It almost puts them, well, it actually does put them in PTSD. A lot of times people think that PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome, is just for those people who went to war. But being in an abusive relationship easily creates PTSD. And think about this. Although there may be varying forms of PTSD, there are varying degrees of damages damage that is done to people. All forms of abuse inflict painful wounds. That's what we have to know. They can be visible wounds. Um, countless times, wives have had to seek medical attention for the physical trauma they have received at the hands of someone says they love them. It can include bruises, scrapes, scratches, cuts, injuries, internal injuries, broken bones, and others have quietly endured the pain of a swollen lip, of a bloody nose, of a sprained neck, of a shoulder issue, of back pain, where they've been hit. I was reading a report, I can't remember the name of it because it's been a while, but it said that many women claim that the wounds that go unseen are the wounds that hurt the most. Think about this, you're married to someone, you're in a relationship with someone, the sting of betrayal, the feelings of being powerless at the hands of this person, the loss of your freedom, the loss of your dignity, For the the married person, they come to realize, she comes to realize that the marriage relationship is really far from what she expected it to be. Everybody wants to be in a marriage relationship. Everybody wants to be in a relationship, even leading up to marriage, that is that is happy where they feel truly loved and they feel cherished by the other person. And unfortunately, there are many times when the person was dating, when they were dating, that the signs were there. And sometimes even the abuse, the the full-blown abuse was there and they still married the person. They never dreamed that it would get so bad. This, this feeling of powerlessness, that they have no strength, that they are consistently intimidated, consistently threatened. You know, some women have even been told by their husbands, you can't go, you, you, you can't serve your God. You can't go to church. You can't do this. The only thing you can do is go to the store, get the things that I want, take care of what's here and be here for me. So there is that sense of powerlessness and it intensifies as she begins to recognize she can't prevent or end the damage and the pain, the abuse that is caused to her and also the abuse that is caused to her children. Remember I said there are more than 3 million children that witness domestic violence in their families. Domestic violence destroys families. We have to really pay attention to people who are going through these things. Some women believe, really believe that men can't help themselves. Why? Because a man would say, I don't know why I did that. I just couldn't help myself. But everybody can control their actions. And if you and if a person needs help, guess what they need to do? They need to go and get help. I remember talking to um talking to one um th- one guy who was doing some things to his wife and he kept telling the woman, the wife, well they always told me that I had an anger problem. They always told me that I had an anger problem. And I was saying some pretty harsh things to him about his behavior. And so when he told me that he had an anger, an anger problem, I said, no, you just a, a very mean and cruel, cruel person. And he said, no, I'm not. I said, yes, you are. You don't have an anger problem. Because if you had an anger problem, all of the things that I just said to you, you would be angry with me. But you're sitting here calm. Now, I don't know what's in your mind, but I'm saying you're sitting here calm and you're, taking, you're hearing everything that I'm saying. So this tells me that you don't have an anger problem. You just have a mean problem. And you have a disrespect for your family. That's what it shows me. And so we have to, um, you know, be clear with people. You know, there are people who blame alcohol for their violent behaviors. Well, if you if a person knows that alcohol is not their friend, then don't drink alcohol. If a person knows that drugs is not their friend, don't drink don't don't take drugs. That just kind of makes sense. Why use something? That you know is going to help you to act out. It only gives the person that liquid, that liquid courage. Gives, gives people the courage to act out on what they're thinking about anyway. And I've told this story to some other people and I'll share it before I close out. But I had a a very good friend many years ago that um, we lived in the same place complex And her, the guy she was dating was just as nice as he could be a nice guy. Very nice guy. Liked him very much. She got pregnant and things started to change. I remember I was in, I won't even say. But anyway, I remember seeing her one morning. And she doesn't wear makeup. And she had makeup on. And I could see some slight bruising under her makeup. And I was saying, "What is going on?" And she said, "Oh, I fell. I fell and I hit my face." I said, "Well, if you fell and you hit your and you hit your face, then why do you need to cover it up? Just you don't normally wear makeup. Don't wear makeup." So that was how how it started. And then eventually other things started occurring, and then eventually she fled to my place after she had had the baby, and she wanted my assistance. And I was like, I don't have a problem letting you in, but I'm not gonna have him coming over here acting out at my place. And you need to handle this. I said, you need to handle this unless this is what you want. You're 31 years old. Is this what you want? I'm only like 22 at the time. I said, is this what you want for the rest of your life? Is this what you want your daughter to grow up and be exposed to? And she didn't say anything and he came to my door. He came to my door and he was looking for her. And we had, you know, screen doors that you could lock. And I opened up the door and I said, "Um, yes, she's here. No, she's not coming out. You need to leave. And if you don't leave, I will call the police. So, of course, he left. Then I asked her, what are you going to do? And I gave her the phone. She called the police. She followed through with everything. He was made to not go back to the house I think he was away from like six months or more. It was a good. It was a good amount of time before he was away. And he went to court, and she followed through with everything like she was supposed to. And then the judge gave him. Um, he gave him probation. He gave him time, and then gave him probation. But if within the year he had any problems, he was going to serve the time that was on that was on the, um, on the books. And so they sent him to AA and some anger management, whatever. So he came back after six months. They they got back together. They never had this problem again. So what I'm saying is sometimes people are acting out because they've taken that alcohol or drugs or whatever and they're doing things. And then sometimes it's just in their acute nature to just do that. But I believe that most of these situations can be worked through. But sometimes you need a separation of space and time for each person to work on some things. I'm not saying every marriage is going to get back together. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is we need to see situations and not overlook those situations. We need to help people when we can. We need to direct people. We need to know that there, that there is, is help available. Allstate um, Insurance Company, and I'm only giving them a shout out because they have the um, Purple Purse Foundation, Purple Purse Allstate Foundation. And it's to get people aware, to get people involved. It has a lot of, they have a lot of resources. Um, Our local um, YWCA has a women's shelter where they are vested into this program. And so it's to learn more about domestic violence and financial abuse. And you can find that on purplepurse.com, but there's some very good information because all of us need to have some information, some tools that we can use to help other people and not just stand by and watch people be abused and not take the time to talk to them and to share with them and even talk to have someone who can talk to that abuser. That we're not going to make them come out of their relationships. And some people are going to stay no matter what, but at least we can do our part and we can be knowledgeable and we can give information when we can. So I'm going to stop right there. I want to thank you for tuning in to Dr. Annette West Speaks. Follow me on Facebook at Annette West and check out my web page at Dr. West Ministries.org. Look forward to sharing with you again. Hope you have a great day. Dr. Annette West signing out.